Broadcasting from USA Swimming's headquarters at the Carolyn Dirks Building in Colorado Springs, Colorado, it's time for Kickset. Join three-time Olympian Elizabeth Beisel and U.S. National Team Director of Performance Matt Barbini as they host members from the USA Swimming community, ranging from age group to Olympic levels of the sport. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Kickset Podcast. My name is Matt Barbini. I'm the National Team Director of Performance at USA Swimming, and joining me, as always, from a place where I think everybody would like to be, the coast of Rhode Island on a sunny Friday in August, is Elizabeth Beisel. Beisel, how are you? Barbini, so happy to be here. Um, very happy to be in Rhode Island, but I'm curious as to like what, what it's like in Colorado right now. Is it crazy hot? Are you sticking inside for right now? Yeah, one of the, the secrets that people don't really tell you about in the brochures is that the weather in Colorado in the summer is actually not very good. Um, it's it's pretty hot most of the time. Um, and then almost every day you get a kind of plan ruining thunderstorm right at like two o'clock. Um, so it's kind of a, we, we do winter and spring and fall here really well. Summer's not really our jam in Colorado. Yeah, but isn't it true that you can play golf like over 300 uh, days a year in Colorado? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, there were times that I didn't miss a month in a whole year being able to play. It's yeah, it's really the winter here is, is totally well for us. New Englanders is like the mellowest winter. It's our average temperature is like 50 in the winter. Yeah. So it's compared to what you guys deal with out there. It's, it's pretty chill. Yeah, no, it's, we we're the opposite. We have three months a year. You can play golf for, <laughs> and then you're inside. Yeah. So I'm enjoying yeah. this time for right now, but yeah, you- I mean, you deserve it. You guys slog through some, you guys slog through six months of pretty miserable. Oh, is that the way to live though? I don't know. I'll have to look, ask the listeners. <laughs> like, am I doing it right or not? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't miss it that much if I'm being totally honest. No, I know. Um, are you excited for Dolan Pool, Junior Pan Packs? Like a lot coming up this summer. Summer swimming is not over. Summer swimming is not even close to over. I know that the sort of, we, we talked about last time, how we were both back from these like huge international jaunts that we both took definitely nothing to report on that right now, but we still have a whole bunch of stuff ahead of us. Um, we're going to talk today more specifically about dual in the pool, but we also have junior pan packs, um, in Hawaii, which is super exciting. It is like one of the most fun meets. Did you ever go to junior pan packs? No. So I qualified for it back in 2003 or four, but it was before they allowed you to qualify for junior pan packs at juniors. You had to do it at seniors, senior nationals. Um, so the, I was always sad for that reason, because all of my peers who had been to junior pan packs said, this meet is the best meet. You know, you're with kids, your age, yeah. the first time putting on the team USA cap. So my first trip was actually just like normal pan packs in 2006, mm. but I'm, I'm like so excited for all the kids. I'm so excited for dueling the pool too, because I did one of the dueling pools back in 2007 when Ooh. it was right after world championships that were in Melbourne. And then we did duel in Sydney. And so it's so nice to finally have the Australia team USA rivalry, like back. Um, and our guest is going to talk about the excitement surrounding yeah. that in, in a moment, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really exciting this summer. It is nice. I mean, uh, we say rivalry, but I guess one of the things we should probably note is that they've never beaten us. So I don't know if we would call it a rivalry yet. So I'm um, using their words, not mine. They- you know? <laughs> yeah. We just like to make them feel good they, they about probably, it. Like yeah. they have a yeah, chance, yeah. maybe. <laughs> 
Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, and as New Englanders, you and I know pretty well about losing streaks and and really long ones. And so, yeah. and I think our guest is a uh, Chicago sports fan. So he has a pretty good uh, sense yeah. of uh, losing streaks as well. So maybe we can relate to some of the uh, Australian situation with Duel in the Pool and being over. Anyway, we can stop alluding to who our guest is and just uh, introduce him. Um, today, we have uh, 2016 Olympic gold medalist Ryan Held. Um, he's a five-time national team member, um, has won six medals at Short Course Worlds last December, um, and just recently won three medals at uh, World Championships in Budapest. Um, we're bringing him on to talk a little bit about uh, our experience at Worlds, and then, of course, to look forward to uh, to Duel in the Pool coming up in just a couple of weeks. Ryan, welcome to the Kickstep Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. All right, man. So, uh, just catch us up real quick. Like, what have you been up to since Worlds? Did you, you know, did you kind of take any time off, or were you kind of just straight through trying to be ready for duel? Uh, so immediately after Worlds, I went to Vilnius, Lithuania, because one of my college teammates, Simonis Billis, lives in Lithuania. So uh, we'd always talked about like going to visit, seeing each other, and it was like, well, I'm so close in Budapest, like. When am I ever going to be, you know, I don't know the next time I'll be in Europe. So, um, we could, uh, can you hear, can we hear that? Is that your pup? Yeah, that's my dog. She's like just scratching at something, but I think she's, you want me to uh, remove her and edit this out? Nah, nah, it's, it's all good, man. We okay. dogs, Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. We, okay. yeah. We love I can't dogs, wait yeah. to meet Millie Bean. <laughs> Millie Bean yeah. is the real star of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll resume the answer. Okay. So went to Lithuania and went to Vilnius for three days, got to visit him, walked around the city, explored the castles, the old history. Very, very cool place. Um, it's East Europe. So it's not Western Europe, like Paris, Barcelona, Madrid. So it's not like kind of touristy. Not many people go to East Europe. And um, they won their independence from the USSR. So they're very proud to be Lithuanian. It's a really cool culture. Um, and it's, I don't know, it was, just, it was just really cool. It actually reminds me a lot of like the Midwest. Um, just kind of very grassy kind of slow rolling hills a lot of cornfields um i honestly felt kind of a little little bit like being home in um central illinois that's awesome and obviously like complete swimming break for that time that you were in lithuania what has it been like for you now training outdoors in sunny arizona every day at asu with the stellar group that bob has there what's what's it been like for you uh, it's so my whole life I've trained indoors except for like the months of June, July, August. Uh, that's when, cause pretty much the outdoor pools in central Illinois would open up Memorial day and close labor day. So you got those months to swim outside and that's pretty much it. Everything else was indoor and then NC state indoor, Indiana, indoor, Alabama, indoor, um, but at ASU, being outdoor, it's amazing. There's, there's a side of the pool um, where you can be at, and on one side of the pool, you can kind of look out and you can see kind of the sun setting or the sun rising, I mean, and it's got these really pretty colors and there's just palm trees just kind of ringing the pool. And 
I've had this thought many times where you could be in the hardest set, you know, you just absolutely dying, just, you know, so tired body just going into failure, but you just kind of seen those sunrise colors and the palm trees. And you just kind of think to yourself like, all right, it's not that bad. Like I'm going to live in this set. I'm, I'm going to be fine. Uh, you know, there's definitely worse pools to be training at than seeing palm trees and sunrises uh, for most of the season. So, uh, but yeah, and it's, it's been awesome. Um, the, the, it's, I, I know the, know the feeling though, of like when it's really early in the morning and it's like the peak winter months and where you just try to like have the least amount of skin above the water as possible. You are like fingers barely on the edge, like head back, just only your face is out of the water. Cause every, the water is so much warmer than the air. Um, but yeah, so I, I know that feeling. I know that struggle now. Such a myth that it's warm in Arizona all the time. Those those six a.m. practices are are not that oh, warm. Yeah, they anyway. they are cold. People are in parkas, um, and yeah, there's like a and it's because there's such a temperature change between the day and night. It sometimes gets really windy, and that just makes it ten times worse. Um, to be in the pool and it's wind and it's, you know, you get that wind chill effect. Yeah. It can, it can be cold in the winter in Arizona, especially on a pool yeah. deck. So um, going back to before your, your trip there, um, your experience at world, do you, uh, so you were on three relays for us in, in Budapest, which is I think pretty rare for someone to swim on all three. And uh, the four by one free was the first night of competition and, it really is, in my opinion, is kind of a tone setter for the whole meet is the way that relay goes. Um, and you snuck under the, uh, the 47 mark for the first time with a 4699 going second, um, right alpha Caleb, what was that swim and experience? Like that is such an intense event. Uh, I mean, loved it. I loved being back on that relay. loved being back on the international stage. Um, and it was so fun. I think we, just as a country, we take so much pride in the four by 100 freestyle relay. You know, that's our, we, I, I think it's saying something too, that that's like our top priority from a selection meet is the 400 freestyle relay four by two. And then like all the other individual events. So uh, really cool to be a part of that. Love to be, you know, bring home the medal for the, the United States. And uh, yeah, it was just one thing we, at NC state where I went to college, uh, my head coach, Braden, would always, you know, hound the 500 guys because they were the first event. And if they got the ball rolling, then everything else just fell into place. So he would always like really, you know, put a lot of energy and, you know, not like good pressure on the 500 guys to like, let's get this ball rolling. And then once it's, once it starts, just keep it going. Cause you know, energy is going to feed off energy. Iron sharpens iron. We're just gonna just keep rolling from there. No pressure, no diamonds. Yeah. Coach Troy uh -huh. would always say that too. But so, you know, you get the ball rolling night one, right? You guys win that four by one. You've been to the Olympics. You've been to WUGS. You've been to short course worlds. How did this past world championships kind of shape up to all of those events, especially being in Budapest, which we've talked about on past podcasts, being such like a swimming centric city and hungry, loving the sport of swimming. What was that like? swimming in front of a, probably a sold out crowd every single night. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was such a, um, 
just a, not, not so much like a relief, but like a pleasure to swim in front of a crowd again, because in short course worlds, there was a crowd, but it kind of had some restrictions and like COVID was still kind of running rampant. So there was a crowd, but it wasn't like a packed crowd. And so to, you know, walk out behind the wall and see, you know, stands on both sides packed, just loud cheering noisemakers, so much fun. Um, instantly just kind of gets the heart rate going up a little bit, just knowing, all right, the lights are down, you know, it's time to compete. Let's go for it. And the, the Duna arena was, was awesome. Great pool, great facility, you know, so, I mean, indoor, outdoor 50 meter can be a 25 meter, the competition pool, you know, all the facilities are right there for um, just world-class swimming. Um, so you're this uh, duel in the pool that we're going to go into in a couple of weeks. This is the first one in seven years. The last one we had was in 2015. Um, so were you familiar with this event at all before you signed on to participate in it or were you kind of learning as you go? No, actually, I've. I, I knew about Duel in the Pool. Um, was there one in Indy a long time ago, like 2006, maybe 2007? There has been one in Indy. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what year, but there was, there has been one in Indy. There was one in Atlanta in 2011, mm, I remember. Yeah. Or like 2010, 2011. Probably yeah. Indy too, though. Because I felt like there was I, one I in Scotland. The... Yeah, I, yeah. That was yeah. the European, like, all stars mm. versus the United States. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I oh I knew about Duel in the Pool a long time ago. That was um, I remember reading that in like Splash magazine um, when I was a little kid and thinking it was like oh that's so cool you know just such like a international friendly to for swim meets um, really cool yeah so I've I've known about Duel in the Pool for a long time. I'm really excited that it's back. I'm glad it's back. I think it's it's good. It's good to have a rivalry, uh, some some competition and uh good to kind of just show like and, and i'm sorry and it's have you seen the meet the event lineup it yes yeah yeah, yeah it's, I, i'm i'm really excited yeah. for some of these events they're like just kind of wacky there's a six by 50 relay where with three swimmers so everyone swims twice um so yeah they've got some really cool events so i'm also really excited to try out this new format and just uh see how that goes yeah. I the format like is just crazy. It is it, like some of the, some of the, the events that like will be traditional events, but then you can modify them even as a traditional event because teams have the option to throw a flag to double points if you win. But if you don't win, you end up with half points and you double your opponent's points. Like there's a lot more strategy swimming for as awesome as it is, is not always the most in-game strategic. It's right. not like football where you're making sort of adjustments throughout. It's you make, you sort of make your lineup and you're done. This is our, this is kind of an opportunity to, to see if we actually can make good decisions in the moment and, and uh, react as the circumstances evolve. Sorry, guys, I cut you off there. No, not at all. I was going to, I'll piggyback off of that and say that this is like Ryan Held's wheelhouse, right? Like college swimming, international swimming, like this like stepping up to the block no matter what weird event it is like Ryan Held is going to show up and Ryan for you like you were talking about the crowd at the Duna Arena and how awesome it is once the lights go down like you're not on home turf for this so yeah how do you kind of 
And it's like Australia, like of all places, swimming capital of the world, you know, like you're going into the doghouse here. Like, <laughs> what do you do? Do you do anything to prepare for that? Do you block it all out? Like, how does one get up on the blocks in Australia and knowing that the whole entire arena is against you and still like step up and perform? Yeah, it's funny you say that about Australia. Um, we were at ISL and we were just kind of going around, you know, again, playing little icebreaker games. We're like, oh, what sport would you do if you weren't a swimmer? And we got to the Australians and they're like, well, honestly, we would still pick swimming. It's like the number one sport in Australia. So like we wouldn't want to choose another sport. So that's really cool that we're going there. Um, they're bringing it back. They're on their home turf. So I'm excited. It's, I think it's going to be a pretty cool and it's only two days on the weekend so it's gonna be a pretty loud fun excitement um meet and to honestly noise so in noise to me is just noise like it's if they're not like specifically saying like go australia and there's like woo i just yelling that that could be you know that's just generalized that could be for anybody um where and then they know that's you know if it's noisy it's energized and that's just fun um or if i think they're they're yelling cheering australia then i think you could equally use that uh volume as like all right let's you know let's swim this race and let's uh hush the crowd let's show them what the united states has yeah, hushing the crowd is gonna be is gonna be a big job for us. Yeah. It's not gonna be. Oh no, it's not gonna be easy. But design. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the most fun of it. Any time off after dueling the pool, heading into the next, you know, twenty three season? Uh yeah. So after dueling the pool, I'll probably take the whole month of September off, kind of, because I only took those three days off, like mm, kind of the three plus travel day plus another day off um after worlds and then kind of just more or less getting right back into the water training um just because i don't want to like let anything slide or let go of any base that i had from worlds uh to keep going for doing the pool but after doing the pool yes take september off and then um so i'm actually getting married in december like a week before short course worlds. So I'm probably not going to go to that meet. So I really don't have like a big meet. Maybe I'm going to go to like the, one of the world cup stops in October. But other than that, um, you'll just be kind of a, an easy going few months and just, just train. Well, yeah, we'll miss you at short course worlds, but I cannot recommend enough not going to short course worlds. If you're just getting married a week before that, yeah, probably <laughs> not the right call for the uh, temperature on the home front. Yeah. I was yeah. planning going, are you guys like locked in kind of feeling good about everything or is it yeah. getting a little overwhelming? Yeah, no, well, it was, it's funny because before I left for worlds, it was like five months away. I was like, all right, that's basically half a year whatever. And it was like, whatever, six months away because it was June. And then I got back from Worlds and it was like, all right, it's four months away. And then it's like, okay, once I leave for Australia in like a couple of days, I'm pretty much gone for the whole month of August. Then it's three months away. So like, okay, it's actually getting kind of close. Uh, we better, uh, you know, finalize these details like suit measurements and all getting all that jazz done before 
uh, you know, like the tailoring, shipping suits. So like, we already get that done before, uh, you know, time runs out. Yeah, man, all that stuff, it, it piles up in the last week before. It's like, wow, there's still stuff to do. Holy cow. <laughs> but hey, man, it's it's more fun than it is work. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Basil, should we do some uh, some social kick? We shall. I love this. All right. All right. So Ryan, social kick is uh, we post a uh, an Instagram, um, and then people can submit questions. Um, so these are listeners and and Instagram followers um, have submitted all of these. Um, you can go as long or as short as you want with all of these. They're not necessarily rapid fire, but um, we do have a few of them. Um, the first is uh, we already heard her scampering around in the background <laughs> earlier in the pod. Um, tell us about your dog, Millie Bean, and that's from Adrienne Q. Uh, so Millie is a seven-month Bernadoodle, mini Bernadoodle. She is, we say she has three personalities. So Millie is like her normal dog self. Millie Bean is when she's like being really smushy and cute and like really cuddly. And then Monster Millie is when she's got like flip-flops, sandals, like dish rags and just like going nuts on a, like a paper receipt or something. Uh, and she's just going just haywire. So, but she, she's been great. Um, we've, Lexi and I really enjoyed having Millie uh and she just adds a lot of laughs um sometimes stress sometimes stress uh but for the most part a lot of laughs to our family which of the three millies shows up the most often uh well with age with age she has gotten so actually when i went to worlds lexi came um with me and so we dropped millie off at like summer camp which was basically like uh dog training obedience so that combined with age and just uh more like integration of rules um she's becoming less monster millie and more just millie and millie bean but she is still has her moments of monster millie oh as every dog should wait yeah. okay is millie gonna play a role in the wedding we talked about it but we're like ah I don't know. See, she's so, um, so she's really funny in that, like, she'll, if we're on a walk and we see like another dog and another person, we walk right by him. Like she won't interfere. She won't like go crazy, try to play with the other dog, get with the other person. But as soon as someone like a complete stranger can just be like, Oh my gosh, Millie and say your name. And she'll like freak out and like jump up and like want all this love and attention. But it's only if like, so it's only if you know her, that she'll go crazy, but or if you call her name, but if you, you know, if you just walk by her, she's totally fine. So I can only imagine at the wedding where everyone's like, Oh my gosh, look at Millie. She's just going to be like zigzagging down the aisle, trying to get, <laughs> trying to get all the love from everyone. Monster Millie. Yeah. At the wedding. Monster, monster <laughs> Millie at the wedding. We, uh, we involved our dog in our wedding. And, uh, so he was actually like standing up there with my groomsman and, uh, my buddy, Mike, who listens to this podcast, um, stepped on his foot at one point during the ceremony. Oh, and so no. the dog is just like, Oh, 
in the middle of the ceremony. And then he's like completely attached to my wife. So like, I is like so bonded to her and like, cannot stand to be away from her for more than two seconds. And he was on the other side of me from her and he just hated that. So the whole time he's like, I need to get to mom. I got to get over there and get to mom. And then by the end, he was just like, had freaked out and that like they, we just let go of the leash and let him sort of run over. And there's this amazing picture of my wife walking out of the wedding down the aisle and like Porter jumping up and it's like, Oh my God, I hope there's nothing on his paws. And thankfully there wasn't, we sort of batted him away. Oh my God. I'm like in fear for her dress. Oh my God. It's it's the cutest thing ever to have them involved, but like high risk, high reward. (laughs) My Lexi's sister, the older sister involved their dog in the wedding. And apparently it was like not good because they took her, they took him to the hotel, like new environment, new everybody so much masked. And like apparently the dog had like diarrhea and oh, it no. was like in the hotel room. And so Lexi and I talked about it, but no, I don't think Millie's gonna be part of the uh part of the, the wedding. That's She'll just be there to greet you when you get home as a happily yes. married couple. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, okay. So the next question. From Zoe H, what is one piece of advice you would give to younger swimmers? One piece of advice I'd give to younger swimmers is uh, just set goals. Set set small goals and then set big goals, but have the small goals work towards those big goals. So um, because all these small goals kind of accumulate into something bigger. So when I was little, I had the goal of like, okay, make districts. Well, okay. I swam Y. So I didn't swim USA swimming. So the, the terminology might be a little different, but it was like districts, states, nationals, stuff like that. Um, so like make districts. And then, uh, then it was like, okay, I want to do this time in like the 25 fly or something. And then by the kind of working towards the smaller goals that got me to like the bigger goals, like, okay, you know, making, making state, making zones, doing this. Um, and I just, uh, cause I came from a small, not a small, but a relatively small swimming community in central Illinois. So there was no secret facility. We had a, a pretty average pool, um, just average training facilities. And there was really nothing special about it. It was just setting goals and working towards those goals and having the goals work towards other goals. And also just trying to um, just be a better athlete outside of the pool. Um, Just uh, making sure eating right, getting enough sleep, hydrating, kind of honestly, just kind of small, simple stuff that doesn't take any extra skill or um, athleticism, just something's everything's uh, something everyone can do. Great advice, man. All right. Uh, from, we had a bunch of your teammates ask this question. Uh, Marvel or DC? I'm team Marvel. I'm, I'm very curious to know why this was such a pressing issue, but yeah, I'm Marvel. Um, I do like some DC films. I like Shazam. I liked uh, Wonder Woman. But overall, I think Marvel takes the cake. Like um, there, there, there's like a there's a, a funny picture that was like, it's like, hey, I like I, did you what did you see? Batman v Superman? I was like, no, it was too dark. They're like, oh yeah, like person two is like, oh yeah, you know, it has some pretty adult themes. 
And person one's like, no, it was literally too dark. Like the whole movie is set with like a dark filter and it's always at night and like a dim lit alley. And I so agree with that. All the DC films are like very just actually like illumination dark. Um, whereas Marvel's bright, sunny, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm team Marvel. Um, probably team Marvel favorite is probably Thor three. Um, but I also like, I also like Ant-Man two. Um, probably favorite Marvel person at, well, of all time would either be Gambit or um, Nightcrawler. Those were two X-Men, but uh they, they don't have they, they kind of had an appearance but they were in the x-men series and those have all tanked <laughs> so we don't As talk about you heard it here first ryan helped yeah, yeah. <laughs> ryan critic. helped declared the x-men done yeah. <laughs> basler are you a, a marvel or a dc person um Any i actually preference? everything that i do i slightly know the difference i don't know the last two characters he referenced though so i'm not a huge fan <laughs> but uh. i will say like what he said about the illumination and like the dark mm -hmm. versus the light like that made so much sense to me because i am not drawn to dark at all like i like right and like happy like even some of the not to get too off topic but like the harry potter films as they went along oh yeah they got progressively darker and darker yep. yeah i I, yeah, I didn't yeah. really like them and so i i i'm with ryan in that in that case for sure yeah i mean i think the easiest way to say it and i'm sorry to all the dc fans out there that were <laughs> probably offending right now I know. marvel just seems more fun like and yeah. i i'm like you guys i'm not the the most knowledgeable fan in any of these and i but more fun to me is kind of why I go to the movies. So I'm not necessarily looking for the, the darkest, most serious thing I can find. All right. So huge tangent into movies there. Um, all right. So we we have, all DC uh, fans and Australia swimmers. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, yeah, right. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah. We're Sorry, spreading yeah. our offenses around. <laughs> to lots of people. Uh, okay. One more question. Um, this is from Sam L. And I think this refers to the last year's um, pro swim series in Westmont. How was it competing in a pro swim series in your home state? Oh, it, it was, I was so excited that it got moved. I mean, I love Des Moines. Des Moines was, I think has always been a favorite stop. Um, cause it's so cool. The pool is connected to the hotel, always a really good crowd. Um, but when it got moved to Illinois, I was really, you know, I was really excited, but I was almost kind of like stressed. It's like hosting your own party. Like, oh man, I hope, you know, you know, are the appetizers good, you know, the food is everything in place. I know I, like, I feel like I want to put on a good show for everyone. Um, so when, Honestly, it was like Thursday night, just the very first day. It was like 70% capacity mm -hmm. and then Friday night more. And then Saturday morning, my, I asked um, uh, Wendy Bartlett of USA Swimming. I was like, hey, can my, my brother get a ticket for tonight? And he's like, well, actually, we're sold out. So I was like, yep. uh, like, you know, I was like, what? We're sold out for a pro swim series? Yeah. Um, so it was really cool and it was awesome. It has three-sided seating. So yeah. it forms like a U around the, the long course pool. Uh, really, really cool, really loud. And what was awesome was that like, there was like max three heats of an event. 
because there was no more than like 30 swimmers because it was kind of a, such a last second rescheduling, you know, such a venue change. Um, so there was the best moment was the B final of the women's 4IM only, I think it was one swimmer. There was only nine swimmers. So one swimmer did the B final of the 4IM by herself. And like the breaststroke leg, the announcer was like, hey, you know, it, it stinks to do the 4IM, but it even stinks more to do the 4IM by yourself. Let's get her going. <laughs> and so like the whole crowd was like doing the hop, hop, like timing with their breath. It was really cool. Like, it gave me like goosebumps. Um, and I think Illinois did a, a great job hosting and you know, um, I was really proud to, to see Illinois, uh, host international I mean, because we have so many good swimmers in Chicago and it was like, it's just a shame that we didn't have a good venue, like, uh, that we could host these big meets at. So to finally have one was awesome. That was, that was such a cool meet because it really was the first time it felt like we were at full capacity yeah. for a pro swim. So coming out of COVID and there we had you and Olivia Smaliga, who's from Chicago and Leah Hayes, who's from around that area too. And there's mm-hmm. like the, the hometown support for the, uh, the natives was good. The swimming knowledge was amazing. And you're right. Like the sold out Saturday night. Cause I, I was standing at the top of the bleachers. It's like, we couldn't even like elbow our way into try to find a place to set up a camera to film. And it was like, it was a zoo. It was like, man, this, this place really understands and cares about swimming. Yeah. And I think, I think we are, as Illinoisans, we were like so deprived of fast swimming. Well, of, of a nice, because like, that's always been an issue plagued Illinois swimming. It was like, we have so many good teams, so many good swimmers, but we just never had this, like this hometown facility. And to finally have it, I think there was just a lot of excitement um, surrounding the fans that that's what they wanted to take part of. Yeah. And that's a beautiful pool. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was great. It was like brand new. Um, and had a warm, like a little warm down section. We were thinking like, how fun would that be? You know, obviously the ISL, you know, or like a world cup. And it's like, we don't have the deck space was kind of small, but like how fun would that be to set it up short course meters or short course yards and have like a derby or something in that pool with the three-sided seating. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that would be awesome. You know, people would love that. He's planting the seed Barbini. Mm-hmm. I have, man, I'll, I'll, we'll forward this right along to the events yes. team and let them know, and get it going with West one. And we are going back there again next year. So yep. we'll another, yeah, that's, another yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Well, Ryan, man, we really appreciate you taking the time and, and coming on, um, and good luck, obviously a duel, but also with the, the wedding and the time off and all that. Are you guys doing a honeymoon afterwards? Do you have that planned yet? Uh, yep. We're going to Cabo. We're going to try and do some whale watching, um, do all that stuff. So yeah, we're, we're really excited. Nice. Oh, so many exciting things for you, Ryan. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. All right, man. Well, we really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, thanks again to Ryan Held for coming on. Um, if you guys want to keep up to date with Millie, Millie Bean and Monster Millie and all the wedding excitement, um, you can follow Ryan. He's at Heldilocks, H-E-L-D-I-L-O-X on Twitter and Instagram. 
Basil, that was great. I kind of want to meet Millie, but I'm not sure I want to meet Monster Millie. <laughs> I'm, I want to meet all three Millies, Millie Bean, Millie and Monster Millie, just so I can experience them all. Um, but like so many exciting things for him heading into his future, which is just awesome because Ryan Held is one of the best guys that you'll meet on a pool deck. And one thing that resonated with me when, when we asked him in the social kick was, you know, what advice would you give to a younger swimmer? Him mm-hmm. saying like, you don't need these state of the art facilities, you know, you just need a pool and dedication. And that was, that's just so true. You know, for those people that are listening and they're like, man, I don't swim in an idyllic outdoor 50 meter pool with a purple and pink sunrise. Like, of course that's nice, but not needed. And so I think it's, it's nice to kind of be grounded in that. And Ryan is the epitome of somebody that just worked with what he had and made it extremely far, you know, one of our best sprinters right now. So he's, he's just humble, real, and a breath of fresh air for sure. Yeah. It, his career has just been really fun to, to track and be a part of. And I mean, he came out of absolutely nowhere to make the 2016. And I mean, he nowhere. was the guy, I say this every time, but there's always one person that will make the Olympic team whose name I probably don't know. And he was the guy in 2016 and goes on to not just swim in prelims of the four by one, but then swim in finals and have the America's little brother moment on the, on the metal stand, which I'm sure he's glad we didn't bring up until now. Sorry, buddy. But like he has the, you know, he, he got, he was so overwhelmed by the moment in, in standing up there with those three guys. And then that wasn't the pinnacle of his career. That wasn't the end of, of his development. And then, so for him to go through another quad, and you're right. He's just the lowest maintenance, best perspective guy we've got. And he, you know, had the, a little bit of bad luck last year. He was sixth in the hundred free at trials. And because of the way our selection procedures work, we weren't able to take him because we had maxed out on relay only athletes. Um, and so that, I mean, that could be a career ending situation for a lot of people. And not only was it not for him, he's had, I think his best season. I mean, to go 46, very few people have gone 46 in hundred free in a relay. And now he's part of a really exclusive club. And he kind of carried our short course worlds team last December. He's just, he's one of my favorites. Not that I'm supposed to have favorites, but he's, he's just a great addition to our team. Yeah. And he'll, he'll help so much at doing the pool and I cannot wait to watch. I cannot wait to talk some, some like tasteful, like, I don't know, rivalry snack towards the Australians. Because, <laughs> like, like, what is doing the pool without a rivalry, without a little bit of, of like snack talking? It's, it's all in good fun, obviously. And I think that's the best part about like Australia and Team USA. Like, yeah, we're rivals because we're two of the best countries in swimming, but there's that mutual respect for each other because we consistently produce the best swimmers in the world. And that's what I'm most excited for is to just watch this like weirdly event created, like do on the pool and totally have fun with it. Like you guys have a meme, right? Oh yeah. I mean, you, you gotta, you guys, everybody listening to this needs to go over. It was posted on August 5th. Um, you need to go over to USA swimming's Twitter and check out the, uh, 
the meme, we wished happy Friday to everybody except for swimming Australia. And there is a fantastic image of an eagle sweeping away a dolphin, which is what we hope to do um, when we get down to Australia next week. But to your point, it's like the, the way, the reason that we're able to have this fun banter is that we, there is so much respect and we do have um, so much in common. And, and really like we, there's, there's very little, uh, there's no animosity with any of this stuff. This is Ever, just for fun. And duel all, really yeah. is just for fun. I mean, that, and I, I am one of the people that, I mean, I know that my job is for us to win as many medals as possible, but swimming is more fun and better as a spectator product, as an entertainment product, when Australia is really good. And when we're really good at the same time, like a rivalry and like a legitimate rivalry is the best thing for the sport. And I really hope this duel comes down to the, to the last race and that we beat them. I hope so too. It's like, everybody wants to watch a football game that comes down to the last play. You know, it's the right. same thing with this. Right. Duel will be, when is duel Barbini? What are the dates? So, uh, it starts with an open water race. It's really cool. It's a, uh, a four by 800 open water, um, uh, in Sydney Harbor on August 19th. And then the pool competition is August 20 and 21. So it's going to be such a fun event. And I know the time change makes it difficult for probably people to follow along, but um, it will be really, really fun um, if you want to adapt to the odd hours. I think it'll be on in the morning here um, and we'll be, it'll be really fun. Um, there's some, some odd rules and some weird ways to sort of uh, try to strategize your way through it. It's, it's going to be such an awesome, awesome product for, for everybody that makes it happen. Um, and then after that, just uh, three days later, uh, junior Pan Pack starts. This is our top level junior meet for the year. So if you want to see the, uh, the future of USA swimming, um, this is where they'll be and really the future of swimming Australia too. This is their, their best up and coming team as well. So if you want to see the people that you'll see next time we do a duel, it might be, yeah. they might be in this meet. Um, and for more on all of those, um, can head on over to any of the USA swimming socials, Instagram, Twitter, um, and we'll have, be following both of those events as they're happening, um, pretty extensively. Baza, you got anything left for the, uh, the rest of the summer? Are you doing anything fun or are you just kind of cruising along? Well, I turned 30 on August 18th. So Whoa. I don't know if that's fun or not, but it's something <laughs> <laughs> like there's a thing, <laughs> it's, it's a thing that's happening. So I'm like, oh my gosh, just like that dark cloud. That's just like looming over me, getting closer and closer. But I'm like, oh my gosh, because it's, 2022 and recently a lot of people have been posting like 10 years ago on this day I won my medal in London and I'm like oh my god the London Olympics were 10 years ago like half of my life ago I was at my first Olympics in 08 that I'm officially old so I'm like oh my god and like seeing these young kids like Katie Grimes come up I'm just like oh man this is so great like I was kind of them once and to see people like her and just flourish and totally fit into the team. Like it, she was meant to be there is, is awesome. So anyways, yeah. So I'm turning 30. It's everybody can wish me a happy birthday if they want. But <laughs> I'm always slightly sad. Happy birthday. Yeah. Are you uh, hiding from it or are you having a party? I am not hiding from it, but I think friends are planning something kind of low key. Like I don't need yeah, a yeah. big birthday bash. Um, yeah. I just want to be surrounded by like my closest friends, you know, be on the beach, on the water. That's kind of all I, I gave in terms of direction, but yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be doing something to celebrate. 
all right. 30 is no big deal. I passed that a while ago. So don't, it's just a number, man. It doesn't change. Yeah, anything. it is. It is. The one, and everybody the one says 30s gotta, are great. Thir- yeah, your 30s are great. And the one thing you got to stop yourself from doing is what you almost just did is when you start calculating how old Katie Grimes was when you were at the Olympics in 08, that's math no. you don't want to do. That's no, not gonna I'm be, like, oh, it's not going to help Katie, you feel any better. <laughs> Katie Grimes wasn't even born. I know she was, but it, it was close. Just barely. <laughs> She had no idea I was swimming the Olympics. I'll say that. She she did not. She was not watching excitedly in the morning or at night nope. here in the morning in Beijing. Nope. Wait, and Barbini, are you going to both dual and junior pan packs? No, I'll just be a dual. Um, okay. And then our, uh, our new um, high performance specialist, um, Kirk Grand, will be at junior pan packs shepherding the young ones along. That's awesome. The future of nice. the sport. Well, travel future. safe. Have so much fun. I cannot wait to hear all about it. Thank you. And I mean, maybe I can be the first to offer you a, a sincere happy birthday. And I hope many others follow along when they hear this. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be back in September with the next episode of Kickset. Faisal, you're the best. Appreciate you. We'll see you soon. Always, Barbini. See you guys. Thank you for listening to KickSet with USA Swimming. Head to usaswimming.org for more episodes and make sure you subscribe to KickSet wherever you get your podcasts.